1: Welcome to the Marvel Alliance podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. On the comics, TV, and movies, we will go from Earth-616 to New Wave in New York to the Spider Society headquarters in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the man without fear, Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Brent. Alliance, assemble. assemble. Volume 167. And we are in the uh, post across the Spider Verse era now. And uh, how are you doing tonight, Brent? I'm doing good. You know, I, I'm kind of in that spot where
2: I'm like, Guardians is out. I'd like to see it one more time. Spider-Man's out. I'd like to see it one more time. I don't think I'm going to have time to see either of them again in theaters, but I want to. But no, I'm, it's all good. I can't play.
1: Yeah, we just had uh, school let out uh, today. The kids are officially out for the summer. So it it was a busy day. I've got graduation On a Sunday afternoon, and uh, next week is Heroes Con. So, and so I've got three days of already next week. I know. Yeah, I I keep on trying to remember a week (laughs) week from today. The first day of Heroes Con will be in the books. So, got my friend uh, Brandon coming into town to spend three days to do that with me. And and there's a little movie from the Distinguished Competition coming out as well.
2: Yeah, I figure I will go uh, go see that for the first time instead of one of the others for the third or fourth time. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let us get into uh, all all the news. But as always, first we got to get through the network paperwork. We are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance network with eight shows covering the wide range of geek and nerdum. To see the full schedule, check out the show notes below and subscribe to the Geek Ultimate Alliance network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network so you know when all the shows drop. We also have a Patreon, so if you want to throw a couple of shekels our way, we've got two tier two tiers. We've got our dollar tiers, our tip jar to say hey, you think we're doing a good job, and then our five dollar tier with ad for episodes early. Access episodes and Patreon exclusive shows, including our show. We can watch this all day. The Marvel Alliance MCU rewatch. We've got 16, or excuse me, 17 episodes. I forgot to change the show notes over there. 17 episodes. Black Panther has already dropped, and I think in a couple of weeks we will be recording episode 18.
2: uh Yeah, um about a week and a half or so. We'll week and recording. a half. Yep, it'll be Spy- Spider Man Homecoming. Yep, Yep. Spider-Man Homecoming, which just feels very timely right now with all the Spider-Man talk we've had.
1: Yes, exactly. So, but we also have the DC Alliance guys doing their DC through the years. We've got the Animated Nation and Walkthrough Multiverse doing their crossover, looking at all the uh, lovely uh, Beast Machines, Beast Wars cartoons. They just wrapped up looking at that. Uh, Joe's doing some more Multiverse Minutes, looking at some favorite summer movies. So we got a lot of content coming at you. I hope your patrons are enjoying this. We cannot do this without your support. And we have, I'm not going to say it yet because it's still a little ways away, but we have Internally scheduled the next crossover. For June, so I know we've missed a a, a month at that point. Um, we pro- we apologize for those kind of back back and forth at that point, but yes, the the it is scheduled. Uh, probably next week we'll we'll let you know when that is, so you all can plan accordingly. But it has been scheduled amongst the hosts, so that will be happening this month because there are, are a lot of movies we're going to be talking about. So uh, so be on the lookout for that. But if you can't join us on Patreon, we totally understand. If you want to uh, take thirty to ninety seconds. And rate and review the uh, Marvel Alliance solo feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you can get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. And last but certainly not least, we want to thank our official sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com for your omnibus hardcover collected edition needs. JP and the crew at OPB have got it going on with Immaculate Packaging, excellent customer service ships around the world. Got about 13 days to lock in some of these pre on the Clone Saga, Devil's Reign, Judgment Day... Uh, Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 2, Ben Riley, Omnibus, a lot of great stuff this month, so use that code MARVELGUA at checkout to get $2 off every single order. Let's know you're a listener, and we want to thank them again for being our official sponsor. All right, so you know, speaking of uh, network uh, shifts and things like that, uh, you know, this show has been kind of shifting back and forth, and we apologize really? for all the yeah. shifts. Yeah, so <laughs> we want to first apologize to that, you all listeners, but we're going to make one more shift uh, next week uh, because we will be recording next Wednesday evening. It will not be live. Uh, Star Wars Alliance is actually coming back um, after their month hiatus uh from and so they'll be back to their normal scheduled time next week but we will be going live on wednesday not live Uh, audio will still drop friday morning the reason for that is i've been invited to go to a private screening of the flash um, that evening at the same time with my good friend and uh, it's kind of hard to turn that down at that point so i'm gonna take him up on that and that also allows brent to see it now Thursday night instead of this weekend. Right. I've been invited to.
2: I've been invited to a public screening where I can buy a <laughs> ticket and I can go watch the movie. But it, it does really make the difference between me seeing it Thursday or maybe on Sunday. It's like next weekend. That's a very busy weekend for me, and so it actually worked out pretty well i'm i'm glad i won't have to dodge spoilers for uh too much longer i know a lot of people are seeing it because they've done seventeen thousand fan screenings just none that i could get into unfortunately
1: same but
2: um regardless i'll be i'll be happy not to uh not to have to dodge spoilers a couple couple fewer or less days like a couple fewer days
1: yeah, exactly. So, we, again, we apologize about that, but the audio, the only thing you miss out is seeing our lovely faces live at that point, but the audio will still drop Friday morning, so you won't miss that. S. pubs is saying, I'm going to New York next week, and I've got tickets to see The Flash in the biggest IMAX. Experience. Wow. That's impressive. I want to see pictures of how big that screen is. I don't
2: know. Well, I guess he might be able to take some prior to the screen. Starting. Yeah, true. Yeah, don't get in trouble. I don't want you <laughs> to get kicked out of take during the movie.
1: I mean, I know you're I know You, you you're the uh, man in the chair with all the rumors and everything is like that. It, the...
2: Is that an AMC? Uh, is he going to have to see Nicole Kidman on the biggest screen in North America?
1: <laughs> you know, movies. What are they? What does it make you feel, Brent? The, the, the anger. Anger is what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Brent loves it so much, so, so much. But all right. So, again, we apologize about all the shifts, listeners, but we want to continue to bring you that weekly content. So, thank you for being so understanding about these shifts. But uh, all right. So, let us get into uh, we got some oh, AMC Lincoln 13. So, yes. good Lord.
2: <laughs> See, seeing her on <laughs> You know the, what? On the it's IMAX not even movie. worth it. Not even worth it. Go find some <laughs> off the wall chain. Nobody's ever heard of Maybe they don't never... advertise for the service that you're already using.
1: And you know what? I never have to take it. I go to Reg- a Regal Cinema, so I win. Yeah.
2: You do win. Well, s <laughs> pubs I hope that is awesome for real. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's. Uh, a lot of Spider-Man rumors have dropped. With you know, with across the Spider-Verse dropping, you get the red carpet. People talking about uh, what's coming up next for that point. So our first story is coming from variety spider-man producer announces two more movies to release after no way home so you know the next movies we'll kind of see from this so sony pictures producer Amy pascal revealed to variety during the red carpet premiere for spider-man across the spider verse that live action movies are in the works for miles morales and spider-woman while she gave no specific details on either movie she made it clear that you'll see all of it and these projects are all happening in the future Producer Avi Arad also teased that fans will see a movie featuring Spider-Woman sooner than you expect. And while he couldn't go any further details, he ensured that it's on his way. He said, I cannot tell you yet, but it's coming. So rumors have been hinting at this for a while, Brent. That Sony hol- that Sony does hold the rights to Miles Morales for a live action movie, and the studio oh, yeah, was, yeah. was there's looking- no rumor there. That they yeah. absolutely do. Um, and so the studio was looking for the idea of making a movie centered on Miles, which would be in a separate universe uh, from the Venom movies. Pascal also has teased that Miles live action debut in March. Also, she explained that fans will likely have to wait a couple more years for that to come to fruition. And looking at her past quote, she's been known to promise a lot in the terms of Spider-Man movies, only for those films to take a long time before officially being put into development.
2: Like the Venom, movie, or the 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 Venom is absolutely in the MCU. Comment, oh, remember that one? Yeah, you know,
1: I I I think I remember Kevin Feige's face. More the than look of Feige's face. Yes. <laughs> that will that that little that meme will never die at that point, and I and I'm here for it all. But so. I mean, I like hearing this news. I like hearing that, you know, they're very specific that Miles and Spider-Woman will be in live action. We just have to wait.
2: <clears throat> is, is Spider-Woman in live action? Because I don't think that's how this reads.
1: A live action, that live action movies are in the works for Miles Morales and, and Spider-Woman.
2: The, the, well, the act—I mean, the quote, which isn't a quote from Pascal. It says, "Producer Amy Pascal says a Spider Woman and live-action Miles Morales movie are okay. in the works." And so, it, it, maybe I'm playing semantics, but I feel like the way they said that makes me think—it it, it makes me think the Spider Woman movie is not necessarily a live-action. If it is, that's great. If it's uh, Spider Woman as in Spider Gwen, then I hope it's Haley Steinfeld, and I hope it's that Spider Gwen. I just I don't think it's clear cut. And I've seen, you know, this came out around the time of the movie release. Uh, It looks like May 31st is when this article released. I've seen since then a lot of back and forth on what she meant. And the problem is the movie, the article is not quoting her directly for that part. They're saying we talked about Spider-Woman and live action Miles. And she said, it's all happening. Well, it, <laughs> I, I wish I had a more of a direct quote. And then even Avier Arad says we will see a Spider-Woman movie, but he doesn't specify live action or animated.
1: Very true. And we both know that details do matter. So, yes. and how they choose their words could be uh, intentional or it could be, like you said, we're reading too much into this stuff because of our roles in this, in this lovely industry of ours. Uh, but you're right. I mean, in any case, I think, but like like you said, one what Spider Woman are we getting? Are we getting Jessica Drew? Are we getting uh, Gwen Stacy? Are we getting another version of a Spider Woman at that point? That you know, there there are lots of different things into it because they didn't go into specifics. But the one thing, I think a lot of us are you know very excited about what Spider Woman is going to be. But a lot of us are even more excited to have Miles Morales in live action. You know, this has been something that. You know, for for a generation different from ours, this is Miles is their Spider Man. And and so we've seen the success of what they can do with Miles in animation. It's a foregone conclusion. You are just leaving money on the table to not put Miles Morales Spider-Man in live action.
2: There's no doubt that they'll do it. It's only a question of are they gonna do it by themselves or in partnership with Marvel Studios?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to, uh, chatting on uh, offline with uh, our friend uh, Philip Barker, and we we were talking about how, like, just Sony and live action. You know, you have they know they they can do a Spider Man movie. They know they can do Spider Man, Spider Woman, anything live action with spiders. But we will, they will choose Morbius. They will choose. Um, Madam Webb, they they you know, the I think the most tangential one like they could do is Venom, and they've done their own thing with Venom, but it, it's rather interesting to see. Yes, they're playing nice, and I like that they're playing nice with uh Marvel Studios and doing you know the mainline Peter Parker one. Is uh, you know, we say it all the time at that point, you know, you know, Madam Webb is the blueprint. Is Madam Webb could the Madam Webb movie be this kind of gateway to? opening up for them to do their own prop their own spider-man movie spider-woman movie
2: i think they're not doing a spider-man movie or even is a live action one i should say or it's at least so far a live action spider-woman movie i think it is from playing nice with marvel studios i i wonder if the current deals has clauses that basically says Sony agrees not to make any Spider-Man movies or movies with Spider-Man in the title that are live action until uh, whatever they do with Marvel studios until that partnership is over. Mm -hmm. But you also, there there were also stories and reports unconfirmed. I didn't see anything official that they, they Sony worked with Marvel studios on the multiverse and the way it worked in this movie and across the universe. So they're absolutely playing nice and, you know, Madam Web, I tell you, if Madam Web's release date was after uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse, I would think that Beyond the Spider-Verse would tease Madam Web. It's possible it'll go that Madam Web will tease that. I could definitely see a credit scene in Madam Web, uh, you know, which, of course, is the blueprint being tying into Beyond the Spider-Verse. But again, I Madam Web, like I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, there's this project and this project and this project left this year. So like we have a pretty full year. hmm and there's Craven which nobody cares about realistically. Well some but, people are
1: Craven more Craven.
2: Yeah, but I was like but several of us legitimately are interested in this Madam Web movie to see what they're going to do with it cuz it sounds different, it sounds cool. So and the cast
1: is outstanding.
2: Right. And so I I don't know. I honestly I don't want them to make a Spider-Man movie in live action unless it's in partnership with Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. So when we get this live action Miles i feel like the ideal scenario would almost be introduce him in a movie with tom holland and then give him his own project like his own live action project that said if it is truly the same miles that we are getting now in these spider-verse movies i don't even think he'd need to be introduced somewhere (laughs) you just need to establish it's the same version
1: yeah and maybe and and
2: with that go from there
1: yeah and so but We'll be there when, when when they make that announcement and when they ever premiere it. But I, like you said, it's not a question of if. It's a question of now when that will finally happen. So, But all right, let's move on to our next Spider-Man news, looking at uh, the MCU's version of it. Mr. Tom Holland, Spider-Man 4 gets promising update uh, amid Rider Strike delays. So this is also coming from Variety. So during the premiere, uh, also speaking on the red carpet, uh, Amy Pascal got asked about Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland saying, Are we going to make another movie? Of course we are. We're in the process, but with the writer strike, nobody is working during the strike. We're all being uh, being supporters, and whenever they get themselves together, we'll get started. So when asked about the future of the web slingers, Sony uh, Pictures' head Tom Rothman simply laughed and said, If I told you, I'd have to kill you. Uh, the fact that the development of Spider-Man Four is paused due to an ongoing of strike may indicate that the movie's release will be delayed. Um, I, you know, the pa- a past rumor has said Spider-Man Four w- was eyeing a July 12, twenty twenty-four. Um, that date is probably very unlikely. I don't see uh, how they this could point. make that. They'd have uh, to already have
2: the script in hand, and
1: there's no way to yeah. do right now. A- and so, at that point, I-, I I say we do get a Spider-Man Four. At that point, but it'll be before Secret Wars. It'll be in that slate as we march towards Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. That seems the most further out because all those films are eventually going to be pushed in, into a further time slot as as the writer strike goes on longer and a possible actor strike looming.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's worth noting that Tom Holland recently came out and said that he's taking a year away from acting. Yes. So depending on how long the strike lasts, you know, that may not be too big a deal as far as pushing things back. Mm-hmm. But if he really does mean that, if he truly means like from this day forward, I, I we don't know when those interviews were given. We don't know when he said that. We don't know when he considers that time starting. But basically, he had, it sounds like he had a rough time with an Apple TV show. And mm-hmm. it, as, as I understood it, it's not that the production was bad, but like just emotionally, it was a very difficult shoot for him. So he wants to take a break. I, I mean, I don't see how they possibly make 2020, not the summer of 2024. You know, may, maybe, maybe they could do something for the tail end of it. But me, I'm looking at, at this point 2025 for our next live action Tom Holland Spider-Man. At the earliest. Yeah, may, maybe he'll pop up somewhere else first, but I, even that, I doubt it.
1: Yeah, it's it's as we've said before if this is going to be the first movie in what we assume is probably a, a new trilogy and so we've reestablished where Peter is after No Way Home. He's basically on his own. He has no help. No one remembers him at that point. So this is a new territory for them to get into and so again, get the script, pay the writers and Make sure that we do this right and give Tom's taking a break. Good for him. You know, he he, he, mental health is important. He needs to take care of his own own at that point. So I applaud him for saying, even if it's not a full year, just taking any sort of break from from the job seems to be we will be getting a better Tom Holland when he comes out of it.
2: And I guess I lied because I actually do think we're going to see him one more time before the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. We'll talk about that in a little while, though. Yes, we will. So,
1: all right. Well, before we get into the next items at that point, we're going to take our, our next, our, excuse me, our first ad break of the evening. As you know, listeners, these ads help keep the lights on a geek ultimate alliance network. We get, we don't get to choose what ads come on and they could be a bit loud give it a three count before they come on. Three, two, one, we'll be right back. And we are back. So, well, beginning of the week, uh, got kind of a surprise and uh, definitely called this official because of where it's coming from. So in an Instagram post from Anthony Mackie uh, where he's praising Harrison Ford and giving fans a closer look at the new Captain America costume, uh, he revealed the new ca- new title of what was formerly Captain America New World Order. It said in the caption, When Harrison Ford tells you how kicking ass should look, you Listen. Thanks for, thanks for the onset wisdom and last, my friend. Can't wait to do it again. Marvel Studios' Captain America Brave New World in theaters May 3rd, 2024. So the title is also being displayed on the cast and crew chairs within the post, which appear to reveal Captain America four's new logo. Um, you know, it's it's, it's impressive that they, Marvel Studios figured out a, a new title for Captain America on by only needing to change one word the general Mm -hmm. meaning of the original title and no longer shackled to the anti-Semitic baggage that it came with. Um, it, It also had a double meaning with this being a new era with Sam as Captain America. But does this new title have any other meanings? And what does it tell fans about the film? You know, the film, the phrase Brave New World originates from William Shakespeare's The Tempest. And, um, some others have it interpreted as an allegory for colonization. Um, it's also been a part of the, um, you know, the, uh, what was it? Uh, I have it at the top of my head. The, um, the comic, comic event, the comic event, secret no, empire, secret empire. There you go. Thank you. Um, it's also, there's a book, a uh, dystopian book about it. So, I mean, there's, I mean, you, people can dive into this. I like New World Order. I understand why they changed it. Brave New World. It's it's good. I'm good with it at that point. Especially with every every little thing we hear about coming out, how massive this movie seems in the sense of scale. Even though they say we're gonna, they they love using this word, Brent. It's gonna be a grounded movie. However, every all the stuff we keep on hearing about it, it may be grounded, but it's big. It keeps on expanding on the involvement, who's in this, what the implications of this movie are. But yeah, I mean. Besides that, I know some people have getting some scuttlebutt of the changeover in Sam's uniform to be more towards, uh, you know, caps, uh, Steve Rogers, Winter Soldier look. Um, what do you feel about all this? Uh,
2: title change wise, I'm fine with it. In fact, if you put both titles in front of me prior to any announcements at all, I probably would have picked Brave New World. I think it is a little bit better title. Um, new New World Order. Just the the word Order sounds very. Eh. I don't know, cold and brave is just, it's a more exciting word. And so I I think that as titles go, I I think it's a better title. I do like the connections with secret empire. And I know that wasn't the most popular story, popular story, but it, I mean, I thought it was fine. And costume wise, I know a lot of people are upset that we are going to seemingly get a new costume out of the gate or really close to it for sam wilson captain america and to those people i say are you surprised are you surprised has any character worn the same costume for two movies in a row or two appearances in a row for extended periods of time i don't think they have i can't think of anyone yes captain america the first avenger costume has an appearance in the winter soldier but not until the third act right like they don't they don't do it they they even spider-man like you see him he changes costume more often than he changes underwear. It just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not that surprised that said, yes, I agree. The costume they used in Falcon and the winter soldier was fantastic. No notes. I loved it. I hope I feel the same way about this one. I'm not judging it off of this one shot on the side. Uh, yeah. S Bob says, maybe Thor, uh, maybe, I guess it depends on what you would consider his costume. But, um, even that, I don't know, like he had some pretty significant differences. his hair alone makes him look like a totally different person. <laughs> but but you know what, I'll I'll give you Thor as the exception to prove the rule.
1: Yeah, it's it's just interesting just kind of seeing this, like I said, I'm going with the title change. It feels good. It feels especially, you know, who he may be facing in this and the idea of the serpent society. Um, you look at, you know, kind of like also what you said, where we get a brave new world with a new this new Captain America having to face these different different types of people who he's going to be going against. He's got the besides Society, You've got a president at that point. At what on which side is he going to be on with the president of the United States? I would love to see when we finally get the suit fully in action and see what it really looks like. Yeah, it's it's it, it, let's just say bring up bring up uh, you know Spider-Man Homecoming. You know does you know wh- what about the suit? Is it got the suit that makes the man or the man that makes the suit? You know, if all he needed was to depend on the suit then he didn't deserve it all, we all know that uh, Falcon is much more. Now, Captain America was always much more than the suit.
2: Always, always more than the suit. That's right. Yeah. He's he's more than the suit. He's more than the shield, right? That's what, uh, that's what, mm-hmm. uh, Batroc told him or asked him about in the winter. Something. Yeah, exactly. More than
1: just the shield. Mm hmm. So, all right, well, our last story of the evening is uh, possibly, depending on how you look at it, one could call it disappointing, but um, uh, Disney Plus X-Men 97 reboot gets a update, release update. So, while well, Marvel Studios announced the fall 2023 slate for, with X-Men 97 at San Diego Comic-Con uh, was going to come out this fall, new evidence no longer says that's the case. The pre registration United States copyright for episode one of X Men 97, as first reported uh, via Scarlet Witch updates, includes a now projected publication date of January 3rd, 2024. Brent, can you see what uh, day of the week that is? Actually,
2: pulling that up right now. Uh,
1: Gina, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Okay, so that fits outside of uh, a couple of changes this year, but that fits. Like Echo? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, this new release date supports the, the prior... It Loki's Friday. Sorry, Loki, I got him there playing. we go. Um, this new release d- window supports the prior rumors that uh, claiming Disney Plus would be uh, delaying the reboot until 2024, as well as X Men '97 showrunner Beau DeMaio was telling fans online. He said, "Breathe, uh, understand. I can neither confirm nor deny rumors. Just be patient. Soon, smiley face." Um, and again, we know. It's not about, like, there's issues with the season. The, the The series has been in the can. The season one has been in the can for a while. They're in the middle of doing the voice work for season two. So it's not—I'm not concerned that this not releasing. It's just a matter of, okay, we know we already now have a release date for Loki. You know, it's going to be in October at that point. We know when is going to be coming out. So— why not? What nothing says that we have to have X Men 97 in November or December? In fact, why not start the year with X Men 97 and start the year off? You know, because again, this year we waited, we're waiting until June at this point for the first Disney Plus series of Secret Invasion. So I don't, I don't see a problem with moving it to January if that's true.
2: The headline on this article uh, that you put in our show notes is Disney Plus' X-Men reboot gets disappointing release date. And I'm, I'm like, oh, what is it going to be? And I read it, and I'm like, no, this is great. I, yeah. I, mean, I don't want it this year. I don't want it this year. We have Secret Invasion, Loki, Echo, The Marvels. We have all of that left, and, you know... it. Yes, it's not technically Marvel, but the Venn diagram is borderline a circle. We have Ahsoka coming in August, mm-hmm. and so with all of that, n- honestly, no, I don't want a, I don't want another show this year. Spread it out. I already think these shows are too too packed together as it is. I'm very excited for all of them. I you know I took the day off work to watch Echo, mm-hmm. but I think it's all still too too compact together. They should be spread out more. So yes, please, and I get it. This, you know. It, it's animated X-Men follow-up from the 90s. So it's, people are going to skip it when they realize this isn't tied to the main MCU timeline. Oh, I don't have to watch this one. No big deal. But I still think they should spread them out because again, if nothing else, we don't know how damaging the writer's strike is going to be to <laughs> yeah. everything. We don't know if the uh, Screen Actors Guild is going to go on strike. We know that they they authorized their negotiators to do so. But at this point, you, they need to be spreading content out anyway. So Mm -hmm. no, they, they should just, they should just wait. And that article does note that it's possible that date is just a placeholder for, for the new year. So who knows, maybe it's January, maybe it doesn't come out till next July. You know, like we, we don't know. And I, for one, am content to just wait and find out and focus on the shows we have this year.
1: Yeah, this bubs, uh saying that we'll probably get the release dates for X Men, Agatha, and Ironheart Comic Con. Yeah, all three of those shows yeah. in the can, ready to go. It's just a matter of what's the date they're going to do. And again, and Christopher we'll
2: Evans it. mentions, of course, which because I have neglected to mention it, Craven and <laughs> October as well. We you're can right. Never
1: forget Craven.
2: And maybe that that per, per isn't quite the circle of the Venn diagram that Ahsoka <laughs> likely is with the MCU. But uh, but it's you, you you you're right. That is more Marvel content that we are getting.
1: That is so. All right. So it's a lighter news week at that point, but uh, interesting stuff to kind of think about and see as we uh, march towards again. We're 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 about three weeks away from Secret Invasion. We are.
2: um, Do you want to touch on the box office from beyond the or from. Yes. 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 yes,
1: Sorry. I almost almost forgot about that. I put that in the notes and then just kind of breeze past it. So, yes. Thank you for doing Um, that.
2: This won't take too long. It's making all the money. It's making the money. That's what that's what matters right now. Domestically, it opened hundred and twenty million dollars, which is insane when you consider that Into the Spider Verse opened at thirty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, worldwide, as of uh, what time is it? It's six hours ago or so, when I looked up the numbers, uh, worldwide across the Spider Verse had made two hundred forty-seven million dollars. Worldwide for its entire run, Into the Spider Verse was three seventy-five. So uh, the entire run is going to pretty much get beat this weekend and it's just going to keep, keep going from there. You know, hopefully it's going to go. I've seen some people already calling a billion. I'm not willing to call that. There's just too many movies coming out right now. No, it's not. I don't think this is going to make a billion, but I do think it's going to be successful. And I think this just shows that uh, the first movie, a lot of people slept on it, slept on it in theaters because uh, good or bad, as we've said before, they don't, animation in general doesn't do as well as live action obviously there are exceptions to these things like the bigger disney movies things like uh super mario brothers but in general especially if we're talking marvel and dc stuff the animation just isn't as it, it doesn't get people's attention the same way but uh you know spider verse it's oscar oscar winner I had a great run on netflix I, Clearly, people came out to see this one. Um, S. Bubs thinks he could see 500 to 600 million worldwide total. That would be—I I don't know what the budget is, but that would be a hell of an increase over the first one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was just an outstanding opening, especially like where we were hearing a little bit, saying, "Oh, it may not do. It's going to do great. It's definitely going to double uh, what the first weekend was, but it, it may not." But the fact that it hit not just over 100 million, but 120 million plus at that point—that's that's great. Um, you know, it's going to take a you know, probably a small, a smaller dip, you know, a, a dip this weekend with Transformers coming out. But I think, again, y- you the legs in this movie are going to be there for another weekend. I, I it'll have a drop, but I still think it's going to have legs. I don't know if it's going to have the Guardians type of legs for second weekend, but I, I think this the the cinema score was an, a solid A. The the tracking on this is going to continue doing well. The buzz for this, like, a- anyone who I've seen who's asked me before, they go say, w- what do you have to say? And I said, you're not ready to see how good this movie is. And they've come back and said, you weren't kidding. Like, anyone G.A. I've spoken to that has come and seen this movie, loves this movie, and it's definitely their favorite. You've heard our reviews at that point. But this is going to be successful. It thinks said, it's only going to have – You know, this one week and maybe two to itself before it really takes a hard hit with The Flash coming out. But it's going to be fine. There's the movie there. We're getting our we're getting our conclusion to the trilogy. Nothing's and then maybe in the future as they see how release windows go, if they really want to focus on box office at that point maybe kind of look at release dates and maybe make some shifts at that point because i think the next one is currently slated for march. next march yeah so we'll see but yeah i'm with you i don't think this is going to get a billion it's definitely you know super mario is still going to be that that the movie of the year in the sense of the on the animation side with reaching that billion
2: Super but Mario it, could be the highest grossing movie of the year. Period. It
1: very much could be. It, it and and again, it's it's that moment in time. It was perfect time to release it. Great feelings at that point. This is just a different type of movie, but again, five hundred, six hundred million million from what it was before, it wins. It still wins.
2: And for the record, apparently the budget was around 100 million dollars. So, mm-hmm. and that's not even that much over the first one, which had a budget of 90 million. So, if if uh SBub's prediction of 5 to 600 million worldwide is accurate that much money on a hundred million dollar movie that is like an avengers hitting a billion dollars yeah. like an avengers but it, like proportionally it's the same so that that would be a massive massive win for for sony in this case
1: mm-hmm. so But all right, well, let us get into uh, listener feedback for the week at that point. As always, Brent, you put out the Spidey signal, and uh, we got a number of questions. They're all Spider-Verse, mostly either Spider-Verse or Spider-Verse tangential related. So if you have not seen uh, across the Spider-Verse, give it about maybe, what do you say, Brent, 10 minutes or so? Maybe.
2: Yeah, we could probably do it in that time.
1: Yep. So, uh, get skip ahead a little bit at that point and um come back as we'll re- do Factor Fictions and Book Club. So, all right, spoiler spoiler warning is in effect. Hit hit us with the questions.
2: You know what? Give us a few extra minutes because something could come up during Factor Fiction also.
1: Just oh, okay. <laughs> True.
2: All right, first up from Rich. What are the odds that the MCU Miles Morales is actually the Miles from the Spider-Verse movies? At the end of the third film, we see him come to a live action and meet some of the MCU characters. Um, I, the odds are certainly not zero. I think the only MCU characters we will see him meet, though, if any, would be Tom Holland, and maybe maybe supporting characters from the Spider-Man movies. In the like, Captain America is not showing up in this movie, for example
1: now could i see some That'd of the be amazing though if it did it would be at that point now could we see some of the animated uh characters from across the spider-verse beyond the spider-verse into the spider-verse show up in secret wars yes i could definitely see that but i think i don't know if we're ready to make that leap from saying that the miles in the mcu is the miles from across beyond and into the spider-verse at that point i think I'm not saying that the audience can't understand that. I think that's a, a a leap too far. And with everything, as we've seen with Kevin Feige, he wants to put his stamp on these characters. Yes, they've had they've had good dealings, but I think they want to put their own spin on uh, Miles and the character of who Miles is.
2: Um, I would like to touch on that during Factor Fiction, Okay, what you just said. Um, let, let, let's go ahead and go on. All in the game, uh, he says, who do you got regarding the box office, the Flash or across the Spider-Verse?
1: <laughs> of, like, in, in, I, want to, I need some... I got to assume who's going to make the most money. Who's going to make the most money? Uh, I would say I- I'm going to go with the Flash just because, as we just said, animation's a different beast in this, in this case. Um, I- I'm going to go with the Flash. I'm going to say for opening
2: weekend... Spider Verse. I think it's opening weekend of 120 will be higher, but overall. Oh, 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 okay. No, he just said box office. He didn't say, he didn't break it down any more than that. So I'm choosing to break it down more than that. All right. Opening weekend, I'm saying, I'm calling my shot of Spider Verse, but I think Flash will win overall. Overall, Flash is going to make more worldwide um, at this point because by the time Flash comes out, I just. Uh, yes i know the rotten tomato scores aren't as good i i think it's going to hit with people you have you have the mm-hmm. flash you have multiple batmans you have supergirl i think it's going to hit with people so we'll find
1: out yeah i'm definitely with you on the the overall uh the flash opening weekend i mean having 120 million for an animated movie is nothing to slouch at at that point in trackings just all over the place right now i don't know who to believe in the sense of where they're saying the flash is going to end I, up. I
2: just don't think flash beats spider-man is what it comes yeah, down to that quick, there, but over the life of it, when you people are gonna be like, Oh, there's two Batmans and everything like that, and but Batman's not in the name of this, yes, he's all over the marketing because for obvious reasons they're barely touching Ezra Miller. But I, when it comes time to the actual show, when you look at the title, I just Spider Man is gonna trump Flash, and so I think it will be there until the word of mouth comes out, and then I mm-hmm. think I think Flash is gonna have a I I think it's going to have some good legs. That's that's my prediction.
1: Yeah, I, I could that that would be an interesting story. Across the Spider Verse is able to have a better opening week in box office than The Flash. That'll be an interesting story. So I could definitely see that happening.
2: All right, from uh G- from Jim Scroggs regarding the Best Picture at the Oscars, do you expect there to be seven other mainstream movies better than Across <laughs> the Spider Verse? Spider Verse. I say seven because normally there are three additional movies that are indie or maybe from another country that could be nominated for best picture um do do you think across the spider-verse has a chance of being nominated for best picture in at the oscars
1: i think it does have a chance i mean despite like they they established the best animated category to kind of stop animated movies from making it into best picture but it does happen it has happened and you know, to say that, uh, is there any any other movie that's going to be better than this movie, the other mainstream movies? It's hard for me to necessarily say that right now, not due to re- recency bias and everything like that. But there's always, there there could be that movie that's going to come out of nowhere that people are saying, oh, it's going to be okay. and Then it just becomes that hit. I, I do think, what I will say to this is that I think Across the Spider-Verse does have a shot at being best picture. I'm. I think it will win. Uh, it com- it's gonna be a tough battle between across and Super Mario, but I think when you look at how Academy votes and things like that, the the amount of like cultural zeitgeist that across the Spider Verse has really transpired across having so many different conversations I'm seeing beyond just Spider Man. I think at the very least, across the Spider Verse will win the animated category. If it's a put in a head-to-head with Super Mario across wins.
2: So for what it's worth, I looked it up. There have been three other years where there were animated pic, animated movies in the Best Picture category. Mm-hmm. Um, Has it happened since 2010, though? Um, 91, 2009, 2010.
1: Yeah, 91 started Beauty and the Beast, and that's Beauty when they the established Beast, yeah. the animated category as a result of that.
2: Do I think that Across the Spider-Verse is going to be one of the best 10 movies of the year? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. I think that best ten movies. Yes, I don't think you're going to come up with ten movies legitimately better than this movie.
1: Without it included, you're right. It will be included in a, in, a, in all top tens. But I don't
2: think it'll be nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. I, th- I th- honestly, I think they'll just. I think Sony will just lobby for. I my gut tells me they're more likely to just lobby for best animated. In which case, they're probably going to win that category probably um not not for sure you could make an argument that hey you already won best animated for spider-verse go bigger go go bigger than that and go for best picture sure i it'd be it'd be really cool to see superhero movies don't win best picture they barely get nominated for it they barely get acknowledged at the oscars to begin with unless you're talking about the joker and so it'd be great but I, i don't i don't really think it's gonna be in best picture yeah i'd like it, just don't yeah um, another one from Jim is the Spider-Verse trilogy on par with the Dark Knight trilogy after two films. So basically are these Spider-Verse m- movies so far on par with that? Maybe begins in the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, that's,
1: that's, that's tough just because I think it's apples to oranges in my mind. I, I It's, it's tough for me to, it's tough for me to agree on the, on the idea of the question. I know what he's trying to get at, but it's hard for me to fairly Accurately say one versus the other because I think they're two entirely different sure. films in, in a way. Fair. Not uh, separating animation from live action. I'm just saying like they're two different kind of things they're trying to do in the in both movies.
2: I also think it's a little harder because we know how the Dark Knight trilogy ended, and mm-hmm. we don't know yet. We don't have that third part of this to be able to compare. That said, I I can't answer this, and I I think Batman Begins is absolutely one of the best origin comic books movies there is absolutely it's one of the best Mm -hmm. i don't have a personal ranking of them but that movie is absolutely towards the top i think the dark knight is the best movie that the batman appears in and i don't even think that's close among anything like it's my favorite Mm -hmm. of those three movies it's my favorite of any batman movie of any movie batman's been in so yeah the dark those movies are fantastic and yes for the record, I do really enjoy Rise's as well. I know people like to crap on that one. I'm sorry. i I was. I was I, I, here I, for. It. I, I, I enjoy it, it. but I, I think it's a fantastic trilogy. What I said last time, last week, holds. I still believe. I believe Across the Spider Verse is the best sequel or the best part two in a trilogy of any comic book franchise. I believe if they can get even close to this quality with part three, it'll be the best trilogy overall. So yes, my answer has to be I think that this, it is at least on par with it because I technically I think it's better overall. I think it's better. Into the Into the Spider Verse is also an origin tell. It's Miles, but it, do I want to say it's a better movie than Batman Begins? Yeah, I probably would give it the nod over Batman Begins. But again, we're we're talking absolute top tier movies here. So we're we're pl- we're probably splitting hairs regardless yeah. of where, where these are ranked. I mean, it, with Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, like that whole trilogy, that's cream of the crop Batman storytelling.
1: Like it's up there. So <laughs> I, I don't- Why, why not like them both? <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, you
2: know what? I guess we just need to watch them all in one day, all six uh, movies when they're all out and just have a great time with it and then compare
1: them. There we go. You know, twist my arm, why don't you?
2: Uh, DC Outlaw, what are some spider variants that you predict will be saved saved for beyond the Spider-Verse that will have prominent roles at least as big as Spider-Bite or Scarlet Spider or even as large as Spider-Punk or 2099? I think superior Spider-Man or Silk have potential. For the record, I do not think Spider Bite or Scarlet Spider had prominent roles, but I will give
1: you that for Spider bite Spider-Bite, Spider-Bite definitely did not have a, a prominent role. Well,
2: and I think Spider Bite had more lines than Scarlet did. But regardless, sure. they 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 were there, they had a couple lines, and I is you know, it's just it's an o- honor just to be included. And so <laughs> I, I will take that there for, for my voice, Scarlet. But really, who who are some other spiders you think might show up or you know, let's expand the question that you would like to see show up?
1: um i've got a few on here i've got um 6 arm spider-man on my list 6 okay. arm spider-man cosmic spider-man that one uh madam webb okay okay um spider-man uk especially okay. because of the multiversal stuff that we when we recovered uh spider-verse at that point that has implications uh silk And my one, you know, also referring back to a conversation Philip Barker and I were having earlier today here. If we're not going to have Madam Web, here's who we could have. The Great Weaver.
2: Mm, Interesting. So um, the reason I don't think it'll be the Great Weaver, even though, you know, I I'm all about that stuff, is Uh, Dan Slott recently said that he basically was told they're not going with the inheritors. Like he was told they might. And then he said, no, don't do it. And it sounds like they're not. I'm into that. It, it, if that's just you know nonsense online, fine. I, I'm into it. Give me all the the Great Weaver you, stuff. That'd be great.
1: You you can do the Great Weaver without the Inheritors. I know, like it's you could you it, could. It, but I was just saying the
2: concept would certainly work.
1: Yes, I'm more going for the concept of the Great Weaver versus the Tide of the Inheritors. You
2: know, you mentioned Silk. Silk was the first name I thought of okay. because uh, allegedly they're still working on a live action TV show, right? why why not get that character introduced and what's going to be a very large audience because people don't know her right now they don't know that was bitten by the same spider that bit peter parker
1: Mm
2: -hmm. spider-verse would be a great one um a couple others that i came up with superior if they could tell us it was dr octopus in there yes uh kane because highlight clones and kane parker the second scarlet spider um Well, I would enjoy seeing his original like bluish costume. I would love to see his Scarlet Spider costume.
1: Yep. I would like that.
2: Uh, Mayday Parker. I know what you're thinking. We already had Mayday Mm -hmm. Parker. I'm thinking the adult Mayday Parker that we have in the comics. And I would love to see her interact with Peter B for him to have that go on. Um, Speaking of the Spider-Girls, Aranya would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that'd be a good one. And then I have one last one just because I think visually it would be a lot of fun, even though if I'm honest, I don't really care about this version of the character in general. Just visually, this would be cool. Spider's Man, where it's like a billion spiders (laughs) who think that they're a man. And but they're actually so I just visually, you know, like look what they've done with the art. I think it'd be it'd make for a pretty cool scene. Have so you I don't I don't need this character to be super prominent, but I, I would love
1: to see what they would do with that. The Spider's man is is in that bad and bagly bagly run right now.
2: Yep. I mean that run, they're I'm just Marvel Unlimited current, but they are doing some Spider-Verse stuff and I they are. Like like <laughs> semi-spoilers but Peter Palmer if you know about Peter Palmer (laughs) I thought that was hysterical I'm definitely into that run um we got one more question this time not really uh Spider-Verse related at all uh from Omari Daniels uh if not Secret Wars where do you think Namor could appear next I wouldn't mind seeing him pop up in the Fantastic Four
1: yeah I'd say Fantastic Four is probably the the low hanging fruit of where he could pop up next um even just a reference point um i yeah i don't know where else outside of like a a throwaway reference line maybe in uh brave new world you know i i could see a reference point or an image but being coming back in a prominent role in a movie yeah, I'd say Fantastic Four right now is the best bet, but I think a reference in referring back, I would say uh, Brave New World.
2: My real answer is Fantastic Four. The the ties that the that Namor has to the FF, especially to Sue. Like mm-hmm. I yes, like I that is the real and best answer. I was trying to come up with something other than that, though. And the only other one I came up with for a project coming out prior to Secret Wars that we know as of the current release dates and schedules is the Thunderbolts. I do think it'd be kind of interesting to yeah. see him play off of the Thunderbolts, especially a character like Bucky. Maybe they've had a run-in in the past. Um, it'd be relatively easy if they wanted to do that. But th- Thunderbolts is my other option.
1: We 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 need human torch there. We've got our invaders again.
2: I, I mean, uh, yes, I'm here for
1: that for sure. <laughs> So, all right, those great questions. Thank you all for uh, answering them out there. And fact or fiction. So as I pull that up on our feed, uh, I know, Brent, it's your turn this week. So we've had these kind of hanging out there for about two weeks. So I've got to dig back through all the lovely <laughs> two weeks of stuff at that point. as um, I kill... There we go. Gotcha. All right. Number one, Logan is the greatest Marvel film of all time. These were all Mr. Snell's at this point. I'm ready for him. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. The votes are in Mr. Snell. And and I would love to hear your reaction to this because, uh, I know how you take news like this. Well, um, 67% said fiction. 33% Thirty-three percent said fact. Over two, I actually over, voted fact
2: on that.
1: <laughs> and, and, and your reasoning behind it was was <laughs> was faulty Snell. at best. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes, over two hundred and seventy votes for this at this point. BS. It, it was looking close at the beginning, and then it just fiction just ran away with it. Not even close.
2: Hey, I shared it and said, "Give them
1: a win. Vote for it." And people
2: just didn't want to give Snell the win. And, you know, that's just, that's a darn shame. (laughs) I mean,
1: you got to vote. You got to be honest at that. But I even said, like, Logan's an excellent movie. The trailers were outstanding, including both song choices in it.
2: Unquestionably a top 10 Fox X-Men movie. Unquestionably.
1: But, but unfortunately, nope. (laughs) The, the, uh, the Twitterverse does not agree with you. Uh, Number two, Peter Parker will die in Spider-Man 2, in the Spider-Man 2 video game. 23% 23% said facts. 77% said fiction. Uh, number, where do you say on that one, Brent?
2: Peter, Peter Parker will die in the video game.
1: Yep. Video game. Spider-Man 2. I am.
2: I'm trying to, I, I'm going to say fiction. I'm trying to remember what I vote. Cause I I, I, I don't vote in them when I'm on the show, but when I'm not on the show, I'm like, no fair game. I'm voting. So um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I said fiction, but no, I don't think Peter Parker is going to die.
1: Yep. And number three, No Secret Wars director will be announced this year. 57% said fact, 43% said fiction.
2: Uh, I I said fact on this one. All right. I I would, you know, if you had asked that, like, or if that had come up, if he had asked that like six months ago, I probably would have said for sure. Like absolutely. But I'm not, I'm not as strong on this one, but that's where we are.
1: And the last one, we won't see Star Lord in live action until at least 2026, 79% said fact, 21% said fiction.
2: I agree with that one. I think that's a fact. Awesome. All
1: right. Another character that'd be fun
2: to watch him pop up on the Thunderbolts just to mix up the personalities. That'd that'd be pretty cool.
1: Very, very true. All right. So it's your week. What do you got? All right. We got
2: a bit of a a Spider-Verse theme going on here, which is why I said earlier, you know, if if you're completely worried about spoilers, if you somehow made it to this point in the episode and haven't seen it, I guess I'm giving a spoiler warning for him. All right. Tom Holland Spider-Man will be seen in Beyond the Spider-Verse in live action.
1: Heart wants it, head wants it. That's a fact for me.
2: I think it's also a fact, and I, I I felt even more sure about it when we got the other two in the fr- in across. We mm-hmm. got the other two in live. No, they didn't have new scenes, but I didn't say new scenes. I just said live action.
1: I mean they. I mean Peter Peter Three would love to be in be in animation.
2: <laughs>
1: he wants to fight an alien he too. Does.
2: I mean, he his, his enemies are too boring. He wants something more, yep. more exciting, you
1: know. <laughs> He's taking a few of them out, apparently, if we read between the lines on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, because he then pulls punches. Um, all right, next up. Beyond the Spider-Verse will show a live-action Miles Morales.
1: You know, one of the ones I was toying with and answering, like, what other variants I could see the, insom- the Insomniac Miles Morales being shown in the movie. We've already seen ins- Insomniac Ooh, Peter Parker. I love that I, idea. Love yeah. that
2: idea. They should totally do that.
1: So I, I could see that. Live action Miles, I will say no. I will say they're, they're. I think they're going to hold those cards for when they want to give a, a, their own introduction to live action Miles.
2: I am going to say fact but I don't necessarily think it'll be like the live action miles. It could, it could just be something along the lines of what we got with the prowler, something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. My final one, the spider verse version of miles Morales will appear in secret wars, though. It's possible to actually be a live
1: action portrayal. Yep. I'll go fact.
2: I, I think that one's a fact as well. You're looking at uh, clearly the most popular version of the character so far mm-hmm. and it stems from a dimension hopping multiversal storyline. <laughs> yes. And I'm not, not just that, but secret in, or secret wars in the comics is the thing that brought miles Morales from his universe to yep. the main continuity. So I, I, i i actually i yeah i think it is gonna happen and i i guess i could say like i think that is very possible as well so mm-hmm. that, that's where i'm at on these.
1: so yep all right well i will post those sunday afternoon let your voices be heard and we will conclude the evening as we always do with comic book club and we are looking at uh excuse me as I look at a secret invasion number six at that point we're heading we're getting very close to the end of it uh what do you think about this Brent we get a lot of um you know kind of this is another kind of setup issue
2: I love the opening with the scroll version of captain Marvel full-on mm-hmm. like trying to get help going to Marvel like trying to just you know, like, like he's totally bought into it like he he knows he's a scroll at this point but in his head like his heart like that's not what he is and I like that he's going with
1: Yeah, I do like that at that point, and especially, you know, we get another one of these uh, kind of, you know, scroll takeover announcements across the world of what they've done, where they've been, who they're taking down, saying, oh, you don't need to fear us. You can still go on your daily life. We're going to make your life better. So, you know, those who are resistant, you know, just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of them, but be with us. You'll get everything you've ever dreamed of.
2: Yeah, and that's really kind of jarring. And I actually went back and reread the page with the Marvel Squirrel dying, where he talks about they don't care, they're just gonna kill everybody, you know. And then immediately it's like, oh, you know, you know, we're all we're here to save you. We are your saviors, don't fight us. We don't want to fight you. We just want everybody to be happy and live. It's just really two extreme views, just back to back pages.
1: Yeah. What did you think about the return of Thor?
2: Yeah, so that that was a cool moment, and you know, it's one. It's like, did, did they do the little? Because I didn't see it. Did they do the little check, make sure he is who he claims to be? Did Reed <laughs> shoot his little scroll detector at him? But re- that sounded dirty. But regardless, it's it, it, it was great imagery, great artwork, g- really exciting moment coming into it. So it, yeah, in, in these big events, it seems like Thor often does sit out parts of them, but when he shows up, it's always a really cool time.
1: Yeah, especially uh, you know, Peter says. You know, when someone asks, "What are you doing, Thor?" and Peter says, Are you, "Assuming you are Thor," and Reed just simply says, "It's him."
2: It's him. Well, that's true. Reed did say it's him, so yeah. I guess that's where he said it. Um, I like the uh, the little Thor showdown with Bucky,
1: with yeah. Bucky
2: Cap. Like that, that was a kind of fun one, and just the way this art was depicted, Bucky just he looks so tiny, just so small mm-hmm. compared to
1: Thor. Very much. So we get a kind of leading up to a big battle with the heroes on one side versus the Skrulls on the other. We get these lovely splash pages, uh, heroes and villains alike, uniting against the Skrulls, and uh, a huge battle is is ensuing.
2: Did that feel a little like Portals to you?
1: A little. Portals was better, but yeah, it it does have Portals-esque feelings to it. Yeah, even with Iron Man yelling Avengers Assemble and stuff,
2: it, it definitely invoked that for me.
1: And let's just be honest, Nick Fury's got a big gun.
2: <laughs> Nick Fury has a nineties cable style gun. <laughs> That's all, every time I see it, all I can think of is nineties and
1: cable. You know what? He's missing a leg belt.
2: I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody's
1: nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect so all right, so one sixty seven in the books at that point. We had some fun talking about uh all the all this lovely Spider Man rumors and uh, some changes in news, but uh but yeah. Busy week at that point. So again, listeners, we want to remind you that we will not be going live next week. We'll be recording, uh, Wednesday night and, uh, audio will drop on uh, Friday as usual. So be just a reminder about that. Uh, Brent will still send out the call for questions. So, uh, just be aware of that. He'll put you all that reminder that we need those questions a little bit earlier this week or excuse me, next week at that point. But yeah, thank you for bearing with us during that and Brent tell people how they can follow you.
2: Yeah, Brintac Prime on Twitter. Go to brintac.social uh, for the other so for links to the other places I'm at on the other social medias.
1: Yep. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Balgier. You can follow my other show, World's Finest True Believers, at Finest Believers. You can follow this show on Twitter at Marvel A Podcast. Uh, you can email the show at marvelalliancepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network on Twitter at G A Network. Uh, feel free to tweet, email if you want to provide feedback, ask questions uh, to answer on the show. Continue to rate and review this uh, the, our solo feed, Marble Line solo feed, uh, the GUA Network feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us in chat. Stay safe out there, everyone. And as Stan the Man would say, Excelsior, true believers. All right, Brent. Post-credits tonight is a, a bittersweet one. We are going to conclude, at least right now, our discussion of Ted Lasso Season 3.
2: And how are we going to connect with to Marvel besides Brett Goldstein? Well... Apple had an event the other day. They announced their vision pro, their new headset and Bob Iger was on there for some Disney plus stuff. And they referenced what if for some sort of what if reality thing? No, I'm not planning on spending $3,500 on a headset, but that's our end gets us to Apple TV plus, which gets us to Ted Lasso. I'm sticking by that story. (laughs) What did you think of the finale? I, it,
1: it, I had some theories going into it. Uh, A number of them were confirmed. It it ended as it should have. Ted's done his journey. I really enjoyed one of my biggest prediction was how they were kind of setting this up Aaron had asked me at the beginning of the season like if Ted's leaving who's going to take over is it, it's going to be Roy they're building Roy up and I think the big moment for him this season to show that he is the right person to take over uh, Richmond was when they had with the episode of when um uh, revelation of one of the team members uh, that he was that he was gay, and the reaction Colin. that yep, and the reaction of the captain going into the stands things Isaac. like that yep, Isaac, and I, I think him doing that press conference showed that he's ready for that next level. Did,
2: did we give a spoiler warning? Did I just blank on that?
1: We did not. All did right. Not well, we're giving so. one. Well, the, I think wrapping up our thoughts, I, I didn't say it, but yes, it's right, implied. But it's I just implied.
2: I want to put it out there. For yes. People. The 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 press conference that you mentioned when he says so what do i what, what are my overall thoughts on what isaac did i give him love that's mm-hmm. his overall response i i absolutely one of my favorite roy Kent moments and he's one of my he is my favorite character on the show seconded at this point by one jamie tart and yes like like roy's niece said they are indeed best friends even they if they do sometimes uh fight over a girl <laughs> i i I love the journey that those two characters took mm-hmm. throughout this season, throughout season two, all the way back to season one, when they were definitely rivals, even though they were on the same team. So much about that, like just the way that they opened up themselves to each other. It, honestly, it, it's one of my favorite like relationships in all of fiction. I love the two of them. I If we see more of those, I'd be really, really thrilled. Overall, like th- there's been a few people who were upset that like Roy and Keely didn't end up together or Keeley and Jamie or Rebecca and Ted, all these different relationships,
1: romantic that, that, relationships. That, that opening like, of the, that opening of the episode made you think, Oh God, what happened?
2: It did. And even that I didn't really buy. And then right after that, we got an amazing joke with coach beard. Yes. But I, I'm okay with it. Especially the Roy, Jamie, Keeley stuff, because Keely had been attached to somebody the entire show. She Mm -hmm. was with Jamie. She was with Roy. She was with Jack. Is she going to go back to where like she needs to be her own person. And Roy, Mm -hmm. he grew a lot as a, as somebody with Keely, he grew even more without her with, having gone through that relationship, Jamie, the same thing. He was with her. He grew more without her. Also. I'm not saying she was holding him back. She was just helping them both better in a platonic way than I think ever did romantically. All three characters. I feel were just, they're better as friends and that episode where they all go to Jamie's parents house or Jamie's mom's house. I guess I should specify that's, it was an awesome moment of support that they did for their friend that they were mm-hmm. they were trying to get him back on his a game they were trying to figure out what was wrong with him, and it was just great support. I loved
1: it, and you know you know we we you know bringing Nate into the show and the the growth that he had of being like on the opposite side to where leaving the team that he was the coach of to having that moment of reconciliation with Ted and the team welcoming and forgiving him for what he did at that point and how much happier he is that was the journey I was hoping we were going to see with him and I'm glad that was paid off you know I hear there I've seen a lot more complaints than usual in the sense of how season 3 was like people say oh my god it's so disappointing it's focusing so much on the side characters and not Ted at that point it's like They, am not saying people aren't entitled to their opinion. You're always entitled to your opinion. You're always entitled to your feelings. If you weren't a fan of this season, fine. That's okay. One of the things that I would challenge people to do if this season wasn't your thing, keep in mind what Ted said in the first season. Be curious. Don't be judgmental.
2: Be curious, not judgmental.
1: but, But what I mean by that is not saying you're not valid to your opinion. What I am saying is that take a look at the season from this perspective, looking at, if you know Ted's leaving the team, understand where are these players going to be and how are they going to be setting themselves up for what the future is without Ted. Look back at the season like that and where we're going to see these characters because if you look at the journey these characters go on, you feel a lot better of where these characters are going to be at the end, knowing where they have gone through. And every one of these characters, I love the journey that we got to see and we got to spend a little bit, everyone got to have a little moment in almost every single episode that way you say, hey, you're going to be okay. In the ending of where uh, Ted leaves his notes to... Uh, Trent is saying that one suggestion changed the title. It was never about me.
2: It was never about me. That's right. The, the right. AFC Richmond way. It, I, I do want to I do want to acknowledge this one criticism that I often see, and I kind of agree with. I love Nate's arc. Mm-hmm. They did take a lot of shortcuts with it. I have been saying since last season, he's going through some stuff. He's in a bad place mentally. He's going to come back. And he did. Yep. I wish we had seen a little bit more of that. When he tells Rupert, no, he's not going to go hang out with these two other girls. Effectively, escorts, right? Like, he's yeah. not going to go do that. I, that was such a great moment. But the next time we see Nate, he's full on, like, quit. He's he's quit yeah. at West Ham. I I I wish we had seen that moment. I don't need to have seen that moment. Like the important thing was he did it and they told us he did it, which is so much more powerful than him being fired. And which is what I thought was going to happen. So I I was very thankful. And I was glad that they did not bring Nate back to just you're one of the coaches again. No, he's he's back assistant to the kit man. that guy got demoted.
1: (laughs) Yes, He did. Uh, But you know what, whether they're going to be spinoff, whether it's not going to be spinoff, these three seasons were delightful. Highly recommend it. If this is the time that you're saying, okay, we know that right now, as far as Jason Sudeikis is concerned at that point, um, this is the end of Ted's journey. He concluded what he wants. Spinoff's not. Watch Ted Last if you've never done it. It's an amazing show. It's delightful. You won't regret it. And uh, but yeah, we will see you all. Well, you'll be hearing us next Friday, and uh, we'll look forward to it. So talk to y'all later. Bye bye.